are listening to Oversharing with me, Tawny, and her mom, Maria. Welcome to your new safe space where there's no such thing as TMI. Welcome back. Over- hey, girl. Oversharing. <laughs> hey, girl. How is it going? Um, since the last hour, pretty good. <laughs> well, they don't know. Oh, they know now. They know now. We This is our round two. Sometimes when we go to record, like... Nothing works. It's not there. No. The vibe isn't there. <laughs> yeah, even if we... Like, whether we have a topic or have something in mind, it's just kind of... Sometimes it's not there. Mm-mm. It's it's a weird thing because if you listen to podcasts, you probably don't like really think about that. Like the days where you just don't want to, because I mean, I guess that goes for any job or hobby or anything. Yeah. But you can't force it. It's it's funny. It's funny mm-hmm. sometimes because we'll sit here and try to get it going, and then we're like, wow. Yeah. How could anyone ever listen to that? If it doesn't feel like it's flowing right, then it just it just can't go on. I agree. So. Well, because yep. I mean. You'd be able to tell. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like with any, with any conversation when you're in it and then it's just not going well. It's usually when the weather comes up, I feel like. Yeah. Somebody just mentions how hot it's been or... Woo! <laughs> yeah. She's fanning herself. Yes, yes. So one of my... Well, my guiltiest pleasure, we all know, is reality TV, okay? But one of my guiltiest shows has returned. And that is I Love a Mama's Boy on TLC, okay? So for anyone who doesn't know, the premise of I Love a Mama's Boy is relationships that are taking place, you know, between a couple where the son is very much attached or in a very intertwined relationship with his mother and the fallout of that and how it affects, you know, the girlfriend, wife, whatever the case may be. So... Even though you're not a big fan of reality TV, every now and then you get sucked into something with me. And I Love a Mama's Boy is one of those that we've, like, binged yeah. together before. It, yeah. <laughs> so that was bittersweet. Yeah. Okay. Some of it was really, really hard to watch. Okay. Um, some of it's still really, really hard to watch. Mm-hmm. But I also learned lessons because I do have a son. Right. You know what I mean? And he was a mama's boy for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did treat him differently than I treated you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When it came... I mean, he did outdoor chores. You know what I mean? Right. And things like that. But... Um, so I learned lessons of things that I did that probably wasn't so healthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But... Oh. <laughs> oh. What do you think it is with mothers that... Because it seems to be very common. So do you think it is a boy-girl-son-daughter thing? Do you think it's a birth order thing? Like, in your personal experience, what do you think it is with mothers that seems that they treat their sons or have different expectations from their children? Even if it's not because of their gender. Like, I find that, you know, when you have different expectations of each child, even though they may seem unfair. So I think you and I have touched on it a few times and I'm not sure if it started with something with me or it's just you and because I'm pretty affectionate. Mm-hmm. Um, you are not. 
Okay. At least you're not with me. Right. Do you know what I mean? But, and, and Paul and I were both very affectionate. Mm-hmm. So, and I think some of that, I was able to nurture him, whereas certain types of nurturing wasn't your thing. Right. You know what I mean? But we have talked about it because I've brought it up and I'm like, but was it not my thing or were you just not affectionate well, with well, me? That's what I said. I don't yeah. know wh- which, which way it which was. Which way it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's really no way to know. Yeah. You know, because like, was it just something innate in you because of your experience or the way you grew up that you were like, oh, you're just not as touchy, like not as affectionate with your daughters. Right. You know, or was it a vibe between us that just did it? You know, it's interesting. I don't know. I definitely don't know if it had anything to do. I don't remember any. Yeah, because there might not have been feelings attached to it. Yeah. Just something that happened. <laughs> but uh, I do remember the dynamic between you and I and your, yeah. your brother and I, of yeah. course. I mean, because I was really, my dad and I were really affectionate. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I find myself to be affectionate, like, with my kids that I nanny Mm -hmm. and definitely in relationships. But I would say in my, like, female friendships, there have been jokes before of how, like, I'm the one that you don't hug. Like, I won't, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. But I also, like, I have girlfriends who, like, are more cuddly with each other. And I don't know. Like, I'm not against affection. Right. With my friends. I don't know. It's one of those interesting Mm. things. It is. But that's what I thought about. Um, that's that's all that I could come to when you had mentioned. I don't, you know, you weren't sure what the dynamic was, and yeah, like I don't really know either. The chicken yeah, before but, the egg type yeah, of deal. Exactly. I know. Who knows? And in in these scenarios, not all of them are only children, right? Not all the, no, the boys. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if there's any though that have brothers. Mm, they might be the only sons I think the ones that do have siblings have sisters so that is interesting but I think even just the cons I've always wondered about this you know of getting into a relationship just the concept of having in-laws and how (laughs) how difficult that dynamic must be you know and of course I've heard some stories from friends and you try to listen with a supportive perspective do you know what I mean and understand that they're coming from a very um specific place you know because it's more emotional for them like I can't imagine just saying if I'm a new mother you know and then my my partner's mother is like critiquing me or making sly comments about my mothering like I think that would be enough to push me over the edge you know (laughs) so it's amazing that more people but what was your, like, what was your in-law experience like? Like, I don't really remember because once you and my dad kind of really split up, like, I guess I was 14 when we stopped living. We never went back to living together. Well, that's not true either. But <laughs> he moved in with us much later. But oh, yeah. that's really when we stopped all living together, like, as a family. Mm-hmm. So I was 14. And at that point, my relationship with my dad's parents, so, like... Well, my grandfather had passed by that time, but with his parents, his siblings and stuff, that just went away too. Yeah. So even though they had been my family my entire life, you know, because I think I've mentioned I was 10 before I really had it explained to me and really grasped the fact that the man who was raising me wasn't my biological father. Right. You know, but he's always been my dad to me. And his family was my family. Like, we spent every holiday with them. And then once you guys dissolved the relationship they dissolved their relationships 
with they me. They did, yeah. You know, and I, I that's probably something I've never really thought of or because it just it was one of those things, you know. Um, but it did change the dynamic of our family because then you were working holidays. I was no longer involved with my dad or his family. And then I began spending my holidays like with my aunt and uncle. Yes. And like that has never stopped. So now for 18 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting how things happen. But like what was your in-law experience like? So my in-law experience was... It had it had good and bad things. They were uh, practicing Catholics, you Very, know, yeah. but with their own um, idiosyncrasies and mm-hmm. just uh, beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I could say addictions, whatever, yeah. things like that. But I didn't have any women I had to worry about. There were only sons so there were yeah, sister, my dad is one of there were sister-in-laws but i wasn't close to any of them i had yeah. my own big family i was dealing with <laughs> um she everything was more you keep your sh- your shit in you don't talk about it i think that's like the you know the irish yeah. Catholic. so in my on my side of the family having sisters and a mom it's something that you talk about you vent it's not always the best thing to do right especially if it's not the cut and dry, I'm ready to roll. Because when you start telling all your little stories... Well, I mean, there's a difference between... Mm-hmm. Like, if you're able to vent to someone who's going to listen to you, but then also give you logical feedback, like, that's a good situation. Right, but, but that then, wasn't yeah, where then, I was. We have, yeah. We've had a lot of relationships, I'm sure a lot of people have, where you're, like, venting, and it's, like, someone who kind of feeds your fire. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, sh- so I didn't have to deal with any of that. And, um... My mother-in-law was just very, she wasn't welcoming with stuff like that. Now, there was a time where I had to bring it all out. It all, it all came out one Christmas day. Yeah. But, um, she wasn't, she, she wasn't supportive, but she wasn't mean. Yeah. And when I realized, you know, she kind of got alienated and ran into some of the same issues that I did in my marriage with. Her son, you know, treating her those ways, I I reached out to her. I befriended her. And, and I had always taken her to uh, dinner for her birthday. Her birthday every year. Yeah. yeah, but we didn't have, like, a tight relationship. And I haven't spoken to her in years. Yeah, dynamics like that are weird. I remember at one point she left me a voicemail for my birthday oh my and God. referred to herself as, like, Mrs., you know, with her last name. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm like, um, <laughs> yeah. you've been my grandmother my whole life. Yeah, that but, was... But, I mean, I think it's... I know sometimes, like, when you're reaching into your memory, there's only, like... You talk about how you struggle with your memory, so there's only, like, chunk things, yeah. you know? But I remember, personally, things like... She would constantly cut my brother's hair and, like, not tell you guys. Y- yeah, that Do you know what I mean? Some, that's or not she something would, like, in my memory bank. Make, yeah. like, um, parenting decisions yeah. and, like, change the vibe up when you weren't around. And I bet, like... I'm sure so much shit like that... I have no idea of. ...happens with people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that must be such a hard thing. I don't know. I always wonder what kind of family I feel I'll like, end up with. And end up in. <laughs> I feel like Daddy found more fault with everything on my family, and I was not looking to find fault with his. I wasn't looking to nitpick everything she did or said. I could I couldn't change her. Right. You know what I mean? So the dynamic really 
I mean, he wanted to force us there. Yeah. But I don't know. She. Was there ever a time that you had to approach daddy about something that she did that like didn't sit well with you? I don't not remember. Even, like not even about just lost kids, just about like anything. I don't remember, but I can tell you as much as he would have stood up for me mm-hmm. is him standing up for her. It would me right. me giving my, you know, I felt this way, you know, and she treated me this I don't I don't think he would have been receptive to that. It would have been me picking on her. So it would have right. come out as as yeah. a defense. We didn't have a relationship where you could communicate that way. Where I would have been able to communicate like help me understand why why I'm going through this with your mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or he, what's a better way for me to approach yeah, your mom I or feel receive like, your mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there were so many years of stuff going on. Like you said, others stuff I don't even think about. You yeah, know I, mean, I mean I yeah. rarely think about it either except mm-hmm. for rehabbing like these conversations you know but I do I have friends that are in top get into tough situations and of course it's not like the end all be all do you know what I mean like we all have our my struggles. sister though I have a sister who had a who and who 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 excuse me that really <laughs> because in my head I'm remembering she has a tough time with her in-laws yeah yeah no names <laughs> but yeah and I feel for her for that I do yeah. I mean, what a weird spot to be in, you know, like the person, like your partner, the person you love the most, you know, debatably, like, mm-hmm. and then their parents. And mm-hmm. it's like, you don't want to say anything that's going to be disrespectful. But then at the same time, it's you want to like, stand your ground, you want to stand your ground. And you're like, it's always going to be me and you like that's another thing I find interesting and again I speak as someone who's never been married and never had children but from the outside I have witnessed a lot of situations where once children come into play the husband kind of gets you know back burnered or some mothers like want to mother in such a specific way that they don't really make room for the dad for the dad you know like there's so many different dynamics and everybody has their own thing and you have to find your own flow you know but I mean we always talk about just how interesting dynamics can be (laughs) it it it, and it's interesting to see how people adjust Mm -hmm. you know um we were talking about that with watching the show with Shimmer can't think of her Vinny Vanessa Shimmer. Vanessa Shimmer. So we were also watching this new show on Discovery Plus called Generation Drag, which centers around transgender youth or queer youth who go to this event each year called Dragutant, where they get to debut themselves in drag. So basically it's this year-round event, but it's also a community built by people who... Well, built by the mother of one of the kids, um, but also just... There's a lot of different drag queens involved in it, a lot of different important people at play, and they just build this little family and of support for these kids who are going through friendship this time mentorship yeah um genuinely love and kindness yeah yeah and that that is enlightening to see that that show like grabbed my heart yeah and there's a lot of children from different backgrounds and they 
they do this drag, but they make their own costumes. And I mean, firstly, we didn't even know that kids did drag. Like, no. it's not something that I thought of. Do you know what I mean? But there's so much that I don't think of because I am in my own box. So, but yes, drag is open, especially through this program, you know, with this event, Drag Utah, to children. And it's so cool. And we've talked before just about the bravery and the ability to just be like, you know what? I'm going to be exactly who I am and it's going to go the way it's going to go, you know? So, yeah, it's it's like you create an alter ego, you so know what cool. I mean? And then their passion and creativity comes out in dance and song, some powerful songs. They write, some of them have written their own songs. Yeah. Telling and, their story. And they chore- choreograph their own dances. Yeah. But and then they you also get a drag get, mother. You were. Was that what you were about to say? Yeah. You get a drag mother. So you a drag queen who's been in the game for a bit. You know what I mean? And they show you the ropes. And it's just someone there to support you and bounce ideas off of and talk to about your struggles, your triumphs, your relationships. It's so cool. And you get... The opportunity to spend time with your peers who are like you. Who are like you, yeah, Yeah. because everyone Mm. needs that kind of support. And I think, one thing I think is interesting, you know, as we come into a climate where so many children are on the spectrum and so many children are transgender and so many more people are gay or fluid in their sexuality and I feel like people's, a lot of people who aren't sure how to feel about it yet, their response is like, well, it wasn't like this before, like, what are they giving us? What's happening? That's so many people. And I, I just want to like, I want to introduce the idea that, um, it's not happening more. Like there's not more children that are autistic. There's not more gay people. Like what's happening is we are in a place where people are feeling safer to be who they are. Now I know autism, that's not the same, but what I want to say is that there probably were just as many children on the spectrum. It just, it wasn't talked about. It wasn't properly addressed. Do you know what I mean? They weren't given the tools to thrive in their environment. And they were probably just deemed that there was something wrong with them. They're like... It didn't have a proper name. And that's literally why it is a spectrum, too. Mm-hmm. Because it's a moving ball. And there's yeah. so many... There's, I mean, there's grown adults who are now coming around. And they're like, oh, wow. shit. I'm fucking autistic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I find it... That's another great show, Love on the Spectrum on Netflix. Took me a while to come around to. I just, I didn't know what to expect. And just, somebody had told me to watch it. And I was like, nah. And I finally got into it. Another one that was super heartwarming. You know, it's young adults. Not not even all young, but on the spectrum. Just dating and trying to navigate dating, which is hard enough. Like... I don't want to navigate dating. I I don't have the energy for that right now. I can't do it. And I guess I'm typical in most ways. Probably not. You know what I mean? But who knows? (laughs) Funny. It's just a really cool show. But anyway, I I just want to introduce the thought that the world is just changing. And we're adapting and noticing other things. So it's not necessarily that it wasn't there and it wasn't happening. Right. You know, and especially for queer youth and transgender it's it's not that people are getting it in their heads like oh well so many people are transitioning i can too like it's not a contagious Mm -hmm. it's not a contagious thing i think and if and if you're if you're coming out because someone else did right it's not contagious it's it's that person 
helped you be brave. Now, of course, are there instances, and I don't believe this with transgender, I truly don't. Maybe with sexuality, are there instances where people say they're experiencing something they're not for attention? Like, have we witnessed that maybe in our lifetimes, and that's why some people have a negative viewpoint? Maybe. But don't people find any fucking reason to get attention sometimes? Yes. like... But I think it's so silly to even care, you know, like to care what someone else's sexuality is. But the great thing, too, about Generation Drag is that, you know, as a cis fucking white woman, I have to remember all the time that I don't know shit, you know, and Generation Drag makes it like it's kids. You know what I mean? So they're teaching you on their level. They're teaching you the differences between sexuality and gender and attraction and fluidity and what transgender means and why some people choose to transition and why others choose not to, you right. know, and they're teaching you on their level. So you can understand it because the reality is whether you're interested, whether you want to be a part of the conversations, whether you're open-minded to it or not, um, there's a lot of terminology and a lot of, you know, phrases that we're going to fuck up and say wrong. Right. You know, and we were having this conversation earlier, like to find that balance between, being curious and saying the right things and also not offending a whole community. And this is, this is real life for these kids. You know, some people like, Oh, it's a phase. This, this isn't a phase for these children and, um, watching them, you know, watching themselves, be themselves, you know, and, and try to just, they pull creativity out of everywhere and they sing and they dance and they draw. I'm just, overwhelmed with just how amazing each one is but on a flip side they have to worry about their safety because of who they are that was one of the things that i think you kept finding most jarring is the parents would express how often the word was used yeah because of their clothing choices or if they appear more feminine and more masculine than they should you know quote unquote yeah that that was very alarming for me um, but knowing that this big, um, family has been built, yeah. you know, so all of them can come together and experience these things together and be in a safe space makes me feel better. So now I wonder, you know, how many different states have this I and I hope it's all of them. Well, the show is brand new. That was released on Discovery Plus. And then after we watched it, of course, we looked a lot of the families and kids up on Instagram and... Um, it's, it's new. Do you know what I mean? Like you it's can tell. It's taking place in Denver, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So you can tell, you know, from their social media presence that this is all new, but I, I think this is going to be, I hope, you know, I hope it catches. This could be a really good thing. I really do. I think anything that encourages people to get to know themselves better and find their, their best self and, and it, the families were so supportive and wonderful and the way that these children approach these conversations and it's just really interesting it's just so heartwarming and the one family is you know christian and the dad speaks so openly about how difficult it was for him you know to come around yeah uh it you could definitely see the strain um and and one boy his father left you know, yeah. just walked away from the marriage. Because left, of... Left him behind, yeah. yeah. Because he was struggling with his sexual mm-hmm. identity, So he yeah. was raised by a single mother. Um, but yeah, but the families, the the strength that they have, and 
I'm I'm not sure that uh my my ex husband would have been able to be open to this. I really don't know. Yeah. And one of the dads did make the point because like I've thought this, I've said this before, I've heard others say this. It's like for those who believe that being gay or transgender is a choice that someone makes, like why would why would they? You know, what? the way that they're treated, the way that they're ridiculed, the way that they have to live their life in fear looking over their shoulder. Like, who would choose that? Right. Who would want that? It would be so much easier to just be straight. And it's interesting. Do you remember we watched on Netflix? Um, I think his name's Clayton. He was on The Bachelor, which I've never watched any of The Bachelor. But do you remember we watched Clayton? And he had he was, was on The he, Bachelor. Wasn't he a... Okay, go ahead. And I think he used to be a football player. I was going to say, wasn't he a football yes, player? So yes, he I went remember. on The Bachelor with a woman, left with a woman. It didn't work out. They crashed and burned. And he got a restraining order put on him from her because of his behavior. He was, like, threatening her, following her, and then he came out gay. Yeah. And there was... A, I was one of them because I didn't watch The Bachelor. I didn't follow his story, but I was like, why the fuck would you trick everyone? Like, you know you're gay, and you're going to go on The Bachelor and, you know, trick this woman, but... So he did a, a series on Netflix, and we ended up watching it, and he explained, basically, that he was struggling so much with his identity, and it was like... It would it would have just been easier. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, and he really genuinely loved this woman that that he had fallen for on the show, and he was like, "If I can't make it work with her, if I can't be straight with her, like, I can't then be I, then I can't be straight. Like, I'm fucking gay." I do remember that. Yeah. And the thing that was cool about his too is because he did grow up playing football and being in locker rooms and being around, you know, manly men and the no homo fucking bullshit mm-hmm. that gets thrown around, and he's just like you don't realize how difficult this is. Like, for you, it's a joke, and I've had to laugh it off for so much of my life, but it was really demeaning, and it was hard for me to find my place, and I tried to pretend to be fucking straight. Right. Just because I didn't want my old football buddies and my coaches and everyone to talk shit about me. Right. That And that's brave. Hell you know? yeah, that's brave. Yeah. And I know he's, like, a controversial, like, you know, I, I, I'm not in that community. Like, I'm not in the queer community. I can't understand what that must be like to have mm-hmm. so, to feel like someone you know used a platform of yours almost and kind of tricked people but then at the heart of it you know he didn't trick people so that must be such a confusing and thing and at the heart of it it was his platform yeah you know and me, yeah. and that was the way that he that was his journey that, exactly as fucked up so as it may be it, you know it wasn't to hurt anybody in the gay community i would hope not it was to see if he really could be a straight man because he thought it would be easier, easier. Than, than living his true life. And I can't imagine that. Like, I can't think of anything that I've had to... I mean, you think of just when I was in college and I knew that it wasn't for me. Like, mm-hmm. to think of forcing myself right. to study a certain subject or to get a degree and then work that job. Like, even that, like, makes my chest hurt a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> the feeling of just doing something that doesn't sit right with you. Right. And for that to be your whole personality like everything like to have to and one of the kids was sitting down with their family to say you know would it be okay if you took down the pictures from when I was a child so at birth she specifically was a boy she's now like she's a female yeah and the pictures of her that are on the wall though from when she was a child of her as a little boy and she said for her it's just a memory like it's a reminder of all the time she had to pretend to be someone else but then her parents are like, but for us, like, 
we lost I, that I was child. torn and you know when they go back and forth about each other's feelings and stuff and then they were telling you know when the parents were talking about how they cannot part with these pictures my heart was crushed and she had tears flowing down their face and I know that's the way the camera yeah. does that kind of thing but it was heart-wrenching it really was but when they came around and they were so open and they're like oh yeah we can take all these down and and get a photographer and make all, all new, new family memories. photos and I was like it did huh. open up such an interesting perspective. Like, I've, you know, I've nattied for a long time. I'm really close with all my kids. And I thought about, like, mm-hmm. if one of them was is transgender, I'd be like... I never thought before about the idea of, like, the the death almost, the losing of that child before. Do you know what I mean? And if they were like, oh, I don't feel comfortable seeing pictures from that part of my life, like how heartbreaking that really would be. When I put myself in that situation, I'm like, oh man, and the parents, parents. Yeah, Noah's parents didn't get that either. Yeah. And, and I'm glad she explained it. You know, that was a time that I had to be pretend. I didn't even feel like I was who I was. Yeah. I had to be pretend to be something else. I mean, you think to the times where you were in romantic relationships pretending to be fucking happy, how hard that was. Well, that's life, girl. That was you my know? whole life I was pretending. That, that's and what I mean. Even re- whether it be um, romantic or non-romantic. Just in maybe, friendships sometimes. I, maybe I just didn't <laughs> know. Like, why am I even here? How do we ever know, though? You know, how do we know... I've been struggling with this a lot as I've been toying with the idea of dating again. That shit's for the birds. Like, it's just crazy out here. The shit, I don't know if, like, spectacular shit happens to me or if this is the norm. Like, I I really don't because most of my friends are married or have been in long-term relationships. Do you know what I mean? So... Even they're a little floored because the things that I share with them that get said to me or things that happen, they're like, wow, like I had no idea (laughs) this is what was going on out there. (laughs) And I don't, I don't know what's going on out there either. Don't go out there. (laughs) I I get in my car, I go to the train, I get on the train, I go to work. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go backwards and come back. I just, and I, I struggle because I'm like, I don't even know anymore, like how when you're with a person... Do you know what's worth persevering through, like, what's worth pursuing, and what is just, like, a nah? And I guess it really depends, you know, person-to-person, situation-to-situation basis, but I just feel like I've gotten to a point where I'm, like, like, nothing seems worth it. Like, nothing seems worth dealing with. Like, I don't know how people live with people, like... And I don't think it's that nothing. I think that you just get to a point, you know, where it's just a feeling that you have where it's like, ugh, you know, that's where you just want to quit, quit, yeah. just quit going out there all, all together. But then once you pull back a little bit and I've been there, you know, it, I don't, I don't know if we're a magnet for just the people that bounce off us. Of, See, I don't like to look at it that way. No. Because I don't like to put it on me. I don't like to assume that there's something in me or something that I reflect that brings on this chaos, you know? But I guess that is one way Mm. to look at it. I don't know. But it's also, like, not nonstop. I've been so out of the game for so long, and I've, like... I go through phases where I'll, like, dabble, and I'm like, oh, I kind of feel like talking to people. I kind of, like 
want to get out there and then I'll start talking to people and then I'm like oh yeah like this is what it is right and it ends up being more of a chore than fun and I thought dating was supposed to be fun it is you know but I think also that not just myself everyone is kind of in a place of just like they don't know (laughs) but a lot of times it just boils back down to um the honesty of it the honesty of of each person are you really looking for what you say you're looking for right is that going to be the same thing you're looking for in three hours of our date (laughs) do you know what no i'm serious i know you come forward with this representative and um you know this expectation but then things change like just and communicate yeah, that's the one thing. Just communicate. Definitely. Well, that's the thing is that I've been in situations with people who were really communicating. Yeah, but they were lying. But, okay, so how do you, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't know. How do you know? Like, you don't. And that, like, I was in a situation with someone that I was dating, and from the outside, you can easily be like, oh, it's so clear that he wasn't doing the right things. But, like, I'm having full con. This is someone who was coming to me and being like, I'm so sorry that I was so moody today. I'm trying to get better about not doing that. That's why I was distant because I didn't want to take it out on you. So like for someone to go out of their way, do you know what I mean? To express that and kind of make sure that you guys are good and be like, I don't ever want to take my anger out on you. And then that same person a week from then, like not talk to you for 10 days. You know what I mean? Like, so you don't ever know. Cause it's like, I'm telling like people will make such Effort. I don't. Are they really even efforts? That's what I mean. Like I don't. That's even what I know. was trying to think of the word, or is there a term for a behavior that's so great and 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 loving and encouraging and it, it, just so much communication? And if I if it's the person I remember it, there was a lot of things where I was like, "Holy crap!" And then pull back, pull back, pull but back. But I think too and be is weird. I think I, it's tough for me to talk to my female friends about this too. The ones who were single or were more recently single because everyone's so jaded and angry honestly like that's the way a lot of my single friends do come off because they've been dealing with so much bullshit but I genuinely believe a lot of the men our age that we're dealing with are confused like and it seems like they're all just fucking assholes but I think a lot of them are genuinely confused like I think they're in places where the finances are a mess you know, a lot of them are struggling if they live alone or if they're still living at home. A lot of them don't know if they want children because they don't know if they have the capacity to be a stand-up man. But at the same time, like, they don't know what the fuck to do with themselves because... You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I think we're in such a weird place just as a society that it almost makes it impossible. Like, I feel like people can go into a date, go into a situation thinking that they know exactly what they want and even if they have the person who's giving them that I still think there's so much confusion and fear yeah and I just don't know how we get past it you know yeah but then I'd imagine there's so many people staying in shitty relationships because of that as well you know who wants to it's not easy you know, uh, you know that getting out of a relationship is not about just getting out of the relationship. No, hell no. There are so many different entangled wires, especially if there are children involved and, you know, finances and everything. You know, it's not as easy to get out. But I, 
I go through phases where I think I want to get some attention and I may want to put myself out there. And then I go to sleep that night, wake up the next day, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> Just put your scrubs back on and go to work. Go to work. Yeah, mind your motherfucking business. Stay yeah. hydrated and mind your business. <laughs> And then I get in the car, drive down the street, get on the train. (laughs) It's tough. And then I feel like there are times where you can feel like you really genuinely have a connection with someone, but then they behave a certain way and you're like, oh, did we even have a connection? Like, was I making that shit up? And And you probably were not. No. And then that's the thing is like, we can't all be making it up all the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it's hard out there. It is hard out there people are weird and you're right about the transparency and the honesty and I don't know why people lie like I don't know if people don't like if you're worried that someone's not going to be into what you want you know because I guarantee you like if you said listen I just want to have a one night stand like I'm just into that like Mm -hmm. there's someone else who is too absolutely and when I was dating I would tell guys that yes that's not my thing but and I and and I say to them you know I feel like if you would put it in your bio, that that's what you're interested in, you would have a lot more success. So if that's really what you're into, be honest and upfront. Why waste my time? Right. You know what I mean? When we've already discussed the fact that I'm not, and now that we're here, you want to ask me the same question all over again. Yup. You know what I mean? If I'm in the mood and that's something I want to do, I'll do it. But if you've asked me and I said no, then it's no. It's not... Yes, if you ask me three times. Girl. You know what I mean? And that is where it's just, like, now you're crossing a line. You're crossing a boundary. And, yeah. And it shouldn't fucking happen. I think it's tough to, I'm sure it's tough for men, you know, to know where the line is of how to, like, hit on a woman and be sexy and then also not be offensive. And I feel the same way sometimes as a woman. It's like... I can't flirt that line of trying to be sexy or being provocative because I do have a dirty mouth. Do you know what I mean? Like, I am very flirty. I am very forward. And it's like, I like to be that way, but I also don't want to say something flirty to you. And then you're like, oh, yeah, you want my dick in your mouth? And I'm like, bro, like, can we just have a conversation? Like, can we get there organically? Like, can you let me, like, let me let you know (laughs) that I'm into that? And I, like, that's the thing. And then it's like, if you don't immediately respond in the way that they want, then they're like, oh, are you prudish? Are you stuck up? And it's like, no, but like, let me get there. Like, let stuff happen, you know? Well, (laughs) and I, I experienced the same thing just with an older generation of, of boys. Um, Well, they're supposed to be men. (laughs) uh, Again, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, because again, it's not about being honest. It's about playing some type of stupid game. I don't get some it. Some type of wordplay. Men, what's going on? I just, I do not understand it. You know what I mean? I don't understand and... it either. Mm-mm, I don't get them. I don't get them either. And it's interesting because there seems to be such a discrepancy. Like men really believe women are the problem. Women really think men are the problem. Like, I don't know. But let me tell like. I know. You know, I can say, I think part of the problem is women have changed and men are finding that hard to accept accept or, you know, it's not, it's, it, it's yes, accept. And they have not changed. You know, they went from mom to wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm sorry. I know that there are a lot of 
husbands and or fathers, you don't have to be married to have a family, you know what I mean? Or And or fathers that do help. I do know that. Of course. You know what I mean? But I also know that a mother cannot get up and walk out of the house without her child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But a father can. And they do all the time. Do you know what? And, and that's where it it's that stigma that, you know, uh, women have these responsibilities and and men just don't seem to grow. I mean, they're they're taking care of families and things, but those aren't the ones out looking to date. It's, I mean, are they taking care of families? And I don't stuff? know. Like, I saw this, this guy had posted on Twitter. I don't even know what the concept was. It was like... I don't even know what I just said either. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and he was like, in the past 10 years, <coughs> I've had six children, got my doctorate, became a CEO. Here's some tips of how you can, you know, fucking be like me, basically. And everyone's like, are you a single father? Right. Do you know what no, I mean? Like, you're not a single father. You didn't father. mention your wife at all, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you acted like you just had six kids. All by yourself. All by yourself. Accomplished all these things. And I just... And then one of my friends sent me... Oh, I should have showed you this. I don't even know. Oh, my phone's recording. So, um, anyway, a Facebook post of somebody basically, like, thanking their wife for doing the dishes and the laundry. Wow. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I guess he had had a, you know, he leveled up in his career. So he was like, thank you so much for, you know, doing all my laundry and dishes for the past year so I could be a better man. That's awesome. That's the recognition. (laughs) Like the fucking thank you for doing chores. Well, you don't know that he didn't thank her for other stuff. Or do you think it was just the Facebook post that annoyed you the most? I don't know them, so it's not that it annoyed me, but, like, you're going to thank her for... You're not going to say, like, thank you for being such a supportive wife. Yeah. Thank you for being the backbone of this family. Thank you for, you know, taking care of the right. home so that I can go out and See work. how much I settled for? You're I settled say, for getting a thank you <laughs> for doing the dishes. That, But that's what I mean. Like, that's... I just don't... I don't know, because I'm sure... Had I settled back in my 20s for some of the men like I was dating, had I ended up in a marriage with some of the men that I chose, I'm sure I'd be in very similar situations. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I would probably be a woman who was doing more than my share and sucking it up, mm-hmm. as so many women do. But since I've had so much more time to evaluate my relationships and to think about more what makes me happy and what makes me feel good, I realized that so many people don't really have a concept of what partnership is. Agreed. And it makes me sad, honestly. Like, it makes me sad for a lot of my friends who I know they're in relationships with people that they really love. But at the same time, I'm like, what are we doing? Like, why? Or vice versa. You know what I mean? Because I have guy friends, too, who are in relationships with women who are just not doing their part, you know, for lack of better terminology. In the relationship. Yeah. And it's. It's inch. I mean, but I think like think about how long you settled with someone who just wasn't doing their part. Gotcha. And it's like you just do it. I don't know. I don't know. But that's what I mean. Even with dating, like, how do you know what's something that you can work through, and what's something that I don't. Right. Like, what is the? I can let that slide. Yeah. That's fine. No worries. And what <laughs> is like like cheating. Some people can let cheating slide. It's true. It really does depend on the person. I mean... And that's their prerogative. I don't judge that. I mean, think about it, though, right? I'm not into it. I'm not into polyamory. I'm not into cheating. I understand it, though. I understand open relations. Not for me, but I understand it for the people. Like, I get why people want to explore different types of connections, right? But think about it. If you're in a relationship 
with someone who is an excellent father, like they never miss a beat. They help you 50% with that kid and they're cooking, they're cleaning, they're doing their part financially. Like whatever your agreement is, they just nail every part of it. But they also sleep with other people. And like, if that doesn't really bother you, like you're getting all of the things you want. And then something that's like, whatever. Like, if that's okay if for that's you. If that's okay for you. So it's like, I always find that interesting because like, I don't know if I could do it. But then for that person... What's the big deal? They're getting all the things they want. You know, but now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, boy. Well, you said he's doing his part of the everything. How his part of time? everything. Right. <laughs> and paying half of the bills and helping with half of the kids. Yeah. And he could sleep with ever who he wants. I guess. Which means it's open. I could do the same thing if I wanted. Well, I mean, that's where I stand. See, I don't understand... It always comes back to reality TV for me because I also watch Seeking Sister Wife. So that's a situation where the, no. the, men, <laughs> the men get to have multiple That's a hard women, no. But the women don't get to explore with the men. But I have to tell you, so Discovery Plus did have a show called Brother Husbands and only had one episode, which was very devastating to me. I need to know what happens. But this woman has two husbands. That's okay? what I would have to do. You she, get two wives, I get two husbands. She has Chad who she's been married to for, like, ten years, and they have two sons, and then she has Jeremy. I think Jeremy and Chad were friends. I forget how it played out. But now her and Jeremy have triplet daughters. And, like, the big gotcha for this first episode, it never went on to be more, but was, like, Jeremy was unsure of the paternity of the triplets. And then there was a chance that, like, since they're um, fraternal, there was a chance that, like, two of them could be Jeremy's and one could be Chad's. Ew. So Jeremy, That's interesting. Jeremy wanted to know. He's like, I have to know the paternity of these babies. And Chad was more like, this sounds dangerous. What if they're my babies? Are you going to be upset? And then it was an interesting. Right. So Chad has been a stay at home father for 10 years that he's been in his marriage with. I forget. Is he taking was. care of Jeremy's so babies So now he's too? taking care of the triplets and Jeremy gets offended. But like they share a bed. So Chad, Jeremy, and I, I forget her name. They share a bed. So the triplets like are crying in the morning. And Chad gets right up and tends to them. And Jeremy's all pissed off. And he's like, he could have woke me up. Wake yourself wake up, yourself dog. Up. You didn't hear your baby crying? Right. Like, you didn't hear all eight babies crying? <laughs> you guys Wake have, her up. You have 22 children. That's so funny. You know? And then, like, Jeremy and Chad were out shopping for lingerie for their wife. And their babysitter. <laughs> That's right. They have one wife. They have one wife. And their babysitter was having issues with one of the, the triplets and text Chad about it. And Chad was like, oh, put her down for an early nap. So then when Chad and Jeremy came home, the babysitter, like, Jeremy's like, where's Eve? And the babysitter's like, oh, I talked to Chad. And then Chad's like, it was so put awkward. Nap. Yeah, it was great. It was so awkward because Jeremy's like, well, you should have texted me. And he's probably right. But it's also like, but I don't know. What I get from that is Chad knows the triplets better. It and it seems like, like it. Chad might spend more time with the triplets. That's why people go to him for advice on what to do for them. I mean, I would, like, the instinct to nurture, the instinct to parent is not attached to gender, right? Mm-mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, not I know plenty of fathers who are right there, right? Like, their kid makes a peep, they hear it, they're there. They you know, they know their child so well. And then I know some fathers who, like, couldn't tell you shit about their kid. They have no idea what they want to eat. And I could say the exact same thing for mothers as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You just kind of have it or you don't. Right. So, sorry, Jeremy. It sounded like Chad's got the one up on this. Mm -hmm. But I would love to know more about brother-husbands. That's the thing with 
like the seeking sister wives and stuff is like the women aren't allowed the same I mean obviously it's attached to religion in that sense too but the women aren't allowed the same See, I think that I think that's an excuse. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful to to anybody's religion, but mm -mm. all of a sudden, come on, you have a wife for 15 years, and all of a sudden, who's together? You know, the Lord said, "Hey, Jack, (laughs) now you need two, my friend. Okay, go out and get yourself another wife. Give me some more kids, and then." The second one's not enough. So for me, yeah, uh, yeah. But then it seems like the wives, you know what I mean? When there's two wives, they almost prefer a third. Of course. Because then it's like when the husband is spending time with the second or first wife, then the other, there's another wife to support the, you know. Someone to talk to, someone to hang out with, someone to help raise the kids, wash the dishes. Can we just talk about the fact, like, my dad had his own reasons for why he was spread thin and not available to us, you know? But how available can you really be? Like, Nick Cannon, come on, man. Like, I, fine. People want to argue that he has the money, he has the resources. That's but like, just money. Money is not That's parenting. just like, money. How available can you be to so many different children in different homes? And I know a lot of, like, the polyamorous, like, they tend to live close together so the dad can hop around. But still, like... How do you give so much to so many people? And and I don't even, and I wondered that honestly when I watched that show with you and I'm thinking you spend so much time investing in this new you're you're going out on dates and you're wooing and a and, whole new person. Yeah, and your kids are here and I'm not trying to judge them but now I hear if it's you. about family Spend that time with your kids, and, and when you're having s- sex on that first Did you date, say the dirty word. Why was it? It was because I really don't <laughs> want to judge them, but I'm just. It's hard for me to believe that this is about a religion. You know the way that it comes across. I get it. You know, for me, it's a reason to have a younger or whatever different, different wife. Yeah, you know what I mean, and um. In all of these, except for one, the man does nothing around the house. But in one of the scenarios, the two women work and he stays home. Well, his job is to stay home and read and think for them. And then when they come home, he regurgitates all the things that he learned to them. He lets them know. All, their, all the knowledge. He gives them the so knowledge. So he gives them the knowledge well, yeah. so they can get up and work tomorrow. Yeah. But he does. He takes care of the house, right? I believe so. And, he, and, he, and, and they he have cooks. a son. Yeah. Actually, I think they have... A couple sons. A couple children, because they take, and they take care of their son's best friend. There's like a couple different Yeah, they, they adopted the or something, right? Something, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something. It's not my... It's not my flavor. No, not mine. And I do believe that there are people in open relationships or people that, like, Mormon lifestyle and polyamory, like, have differences. There are people who are in open relationships or believe in polyamory and there's nothing to do... With the Mormon side of it. Exactly. But like the Mormon, the Latter-day Saints, like there's a whole other darkness to that type of stuff. I don't, yeah, I don't get that one either. I don't think. We're watching that and that's. Oh, we watched. It's it's a tough watch. Sweet and Obey, the cult one. Yeah. 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 It's a tough watch. I love, I'm not, I don't think you're supposed to say I love cults, but like I'm really into. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really into like cult shit. I find it. I'm sorry. And it's fucked up to say, too, in the climate of fucking America. 
But it's really fascinating to me when someone can warp the minds of a mass group of people. Like, that's pretty... Y'all are wild. You mean like Hitler? <laughs> For a, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, if you want to make the comparison. No, but really, I do. I find it... Obviously, I don't it's condone. Control. I don't condone any it, of it, but it's very... It's pretty fascinating when you think of, like, the psychology of what goes into giving people something to believe in you know for so lack you of- could say that i mean for a cult you could say that for a church you could say that for anything you know I mean, it's just that you could argue that every religion is a cult <laughs> you could you could you really could mm-hmm. but i that's another one we watched so abc family or it's called freeform now isn't it i think it is freeform abc family that's a throwback but um what was it called in the deep end with that woman uh teal swan who's a spiritual leader you know i just watched a quick clip about her childhood and one of her very best friends really? so this goes very back deep to when teal was about 12 mm-hmm. so i really i and i stopped watching it, it was pretty long and so i i and i think i saved it so i'd like to watch it with you Teal freaks me out. I don't... So, the premise behind this is that she has a property where people come, and she's a spiritual healer, spiritual guidance. And they pay. They pay big money. And so, this is the thing that's... I believe in a lot of the stuff that she teaches, you know? Because she teaches healing. She teaches kind of breaking yourself down to build yourself back up. But she doesn't believe that there's anything else that she can learn. Like, she's the top tier right. of information, and there's no one above her. And what you see is, is that people start to challenge her, and she has no idea how to respond to these challenges. And then the people who work for her... She um, responds to those challenges with defense. She's nasty. And belittle. She's nasty. Yeah, she belittles them. And then the people who work for her or are part of her team, there's this whole concept that they can, like, channel your pain... So they go through this ritual where they're channeling what happened to you as a child and then they're telling you things that you may necessarily, like you may not necessarily remember. Or it never really happened. Well, well that's what I wanted I'm to so say. Sorry. Is that Because that's a, that it is a really real, no, but that though. is a real thing. It is possible for you to have memories that you have buried and that at one point they occur to you and you have been denying or suppressing them. That is real. But it's also a whole other ball game to have people creating memories for you and then telling you oh this is what you went through this is now what you need to heal from but That's she bizarre. also definitely made it a point to suggest that everybody alienate everybody everybody else in their, in life, their life in order so they to can heal. focus on her and focus on healing yeah and she i think the big gotcha the big catch with her too is that she looks at suicide as a way to like press the restart button and that a lot of people allegedly a lot of people were killing themselves because of things that she was teaching because they believed that if they killed themselves they'd be reincarnated and then they'd get another shot to change their path oh damn i wonder how that worked out (laughs) well what so like what happened is they hired a private investigator to to dig into these people and who were them, yeah. defaming them and saying yeah. all these mean things about them, them being this a cult, out. right? About them being a cult or them leading people to suicide. And then what was actually happening is that the investigator was finding, 
you know, some proof in the claim. So that's a pretty, it's yeah. only about five she or was six like, episodes. Ooh, I feel like you, I feel like you might be a cult. operation sounds like a cult. <laughs> you guys sound real culty. I loved it. Culty. I like it. <laughs> so yeah, she's, uh, she's interesting. Creepy. She's and the arrogance creep- that oozes off of her. That's what got me. And, and I, like I said, I believe in a lot of the things that she was saying, like a lot of the stuff she taught is stuff that I've, tools I've used myself to heal. But when she said that, like, she couldn't be challenged, that there was nothing else that she didn't know, I'm like, I don't feel that way. There's, How is that possible? It's not possible. You know? I and think anybody that, that can God, learn like, something new every yeah, day. That God-like complex that, like, it was all bestowed upon you and that you must be the one to teach, like... Ooh, that's scary. Yeah, and and she definitely, she didn't allow her inner circle, you know, to really explore different things because of her safety, but yet she explored how many different relationships right, over the years. Right, There's no Again, individuality. Control. Control. Oof. The theme of life. Yeah. Control, control, control. Control, control, control. Boundaries. Jenna Jackson sang that boundaries, song. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. <laughs> Well, another good one. We really did a reality TV, like, catch-up here. I can't even believe I remembered some of the names. I really am paying attention. You pay more attention than you realize. Yeah, sometimes it sucks me in, though. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can say that. But next week, we have a guest coming on. I'm really excited. My friend Holly, who I've been friends with, I don't like, 15 years now, I guess. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And she is a teacher in the Philadelphia School District. She's also a mother. She struggled with fertility, and she's going to share her journey with us. Oh, can't wait to see her again. Uh, So I'm so proud of her, Um, and I'm really excited to talk to her. There's a lot of things I haven't talked to her about, you know, as far as her daughter's birth story and different things that she went through, and I want to talk to her about that, too, because I have a lot of friends who... I don't know what's appropriate, you know, when your friends give birth or your friends miscarry or they're struggling with their fertility. Like, I don't know what the right conversations are. I don't know what the right questions are. I don't know the proper way to check on them or to give them space, you know? So I think maybe she can help me. Maybe she can help other people because I don't know why, but a lot of women in their 20s and 30s are experiencing infertility and, you know, miscarrying and having trouble getting pregnant and... I don't know what the fuck is up, but since mm-hmm. it's going around, we might as well and talk it about might, it. And it might have been going around a lot more than we ever realized. Yep. One, we didn't have social media, you know, back when. And it was so taboo. Mm-hmm. It was like, and you were younger, so. Yeah, don't tell anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, um, be interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see her and, I'm excited and listen, listen to her story. Me too. I'm really, nice. She's so freaking funny. So <laughs> I'm pumped. Uh, as usual thank you for listening make sure to subscribe review that's how it helps us grow and you can find us on all the social medias at keep over sharing good night we'll talk to you next week